welcome to Podcast TBD. This week, your hosts are Distinct Kusai and Jukebox Hero. So, today we're talking about Nintendo Switch. Hell yeah. Because we couldn't finish that conversation last time. <laughs> no kidding. I want to tear this bitch apart. So, I just sent you a link to the video. And... We're going to go through it, like, not frame by frame, but close enough. So we'll start at the start, and every time we see something we want to talk about, we got to make a pause and tell the other what time point we're at. Sounds good. Yep. So let's start from the beginning, then? Yep. And the eerie street that they decide to use for this. Yeah, no kidding. Fucking... <laughs> This guy obviously isn't employed. I was waiting for him to get killed. <laughs> like I'm beginning to a horror film. I'm not I'm not kidding you. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, it's Zelda. Yeah. I don't know if this is more realistic. It'd be Call of Duty. <laughs> and then we have the horse. Yeah. So that's important. Um, so when when they uploaded the, uploaded the trailer... I didn't know that they were doing it, so I got a message in one of my video game threads on Facebook saying like, oh my god, it's a game changer, and I had no clue what they were talking about. And, and then you saw it, and you're like... Yeah, I lost my shit. I, wa I rewatched it like five times, and then I did shut up about it for about like seven hours. So here at, uh, what is it, 54, the, 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 the memory card... We started talking about that last time. What do you think of it? Um, okay, so back when the Wii U, like before the Wii U was announced, um, I was saying that they should go back to cartridges at some point because they're always trying to do their own like proprietary media. Like they had the optical disc for the GameCube and the Wii and then the high-definition optical disc for the Wii U. I've been saying they should go back yeah. to cartridge. And I figured with the 3DS, it wasn't quite big enough yet, but it was getting close. So I figured the next logical step would to take it be taking it to cartridge. And it's kind of like the PS Vita where like everything's download and also cartridge. So I just hope we don't do too much download because I actually didn't really like the whole download thing with the Vita and the PSP and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the way of the future right now, though. Like, even our telecommunication companies are getting ready for it, offering more internet service for less. Yeah. But, like, I've... Though... I, yeah? Though, when... It's it's the the thing with the um, memory is a lot of times it's hard to expand. Like, right now, um, it, it unless you have the money to or, or not, whether with your consoles, like with the PS4, unless you have the money to get an external hard drive that works with the PS4 then you're kind of screwed once you hit the the max of what it has already built into it. Right. Is there police out your door? Oh, yes. I live a block away from the police station. <laughs> so, yes, guys. Every, I live very close to an inner city section here where I live, and people die all the time. It's not that bad. No, no. I just want them to think it is. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, Though so, our city was is the, the murder capital of uh the country we live in, so Yeah, I mean what you gonna do about it? Except not maybe not, don't murder someone. <laughs> that too, don't contribute. Don't get caught. <laughs> we have enough people around here it seems like that, that are good at that considering what they they've been trying to find a couple serial killers the last couple of years. I know. I was reading that whole book on it. Um, back to the switch. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, um, less depressing topic. But super serious. I I called this whole cartridge biz like years ago, and that was like my number one prediction, and it actually came true. So I lost my shit when I saw that. Yeah, I, I was waiting for them to kind of go back to it though. And if you've seen a still frame picture of it, it's. It's not quite an SD card. It's wider. So, like, it's thicker than one. Not by much, but a little bit. Yeah. 
or at least I think it is. So, I mean, maybe that just means more memory, because at this point you need to hold at least, like, 50 gigabytes max. Yeah, like, I think I, I just got Battlefield 1 for the PS4, and it's asking for 38 gigabytes, I think yeah. it was. Because with, like, a dual-layer Blu-ray disc right now, the max is 50. And, I mean, the vast majority of games don't actually reach that. Most of the ones that do even get close are, like, AAA titles. So they yeah. they need to be able to have that much. But the fact that they're going by a memory card means that they have, like, the ability to use smaller cards for smaller games. So they can reduce costs there. And then if it's a really big game, then they might have to increase the cost of their, like, physical medium. But it gives them that opportunity to uh, stagger their pricing. And I mean, that's that's just good for business. Give me a sec. I'm still way back at the start of the trailer. So like when he's in the room, the very first thing they're showing is he is playing this game that we knew was going to come out on the NX. So that gives us an indication that this is the NX. And then the next thing it does is it shows you what it's called. It shows you the console shows you the controllers and then it shows the big deal that you can actually like take it off and still play it now while we're on the topic of calling it the nx versus and then it's showing us that it's actually called the switch which do you think was a better name personally nx or switch switch yeah i think switch is better though though um i wonder why they went with switch of all things they could have gone with uh well i think their slogan should be uh, switch to Nintendo today. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a good one. Like, there was, really there was a part of me that was half ideas. expecting them to come and being like, Wii Portable, instead of, like, you know, we went Wii, Wii U. Yeah. I think they really <laughs> l learned their lesson with the Wii U uh, when, like, no one knew what it was and if it was a new console or just an add-on for the Wii, so their intentions were good, but their presentation was horrible and i think they really worked hard to uh, show you what this is and that it's different and that it's yeah they wanted to disconnect from yeah from the wii and not just that but like really um just kind of put it out there that this is a console and you can take it out but really show that it does both because, like, if, yeah. if people only saw them holding this gamepad, walking around with it, people would assume it's a new handheld and not a console. And the same kind of thing happened to the Wii U, because they, like, never ever showed the console. They just showed the gamepad. Yeah, no, that that was a little weird that they didn't show the console and they just showed the gamepad. Like, for when I first saw that, I, I actually had originally thought that the Wii U was literally just that... You know, the, the controller? Yeah. I, I know I had a lot of questions. Like, I knew they were working on a console, so it was my assumption that it was a new console, but I couldn't tell if the gamepad alone was the console. Which, I mean, the Switch pretty much is. Which is exciting. Yeah, that's kind of the... This is kind of the way I wanted, you know, Wii U to be. Just, like, completely portable. And I think that's kind of also where they went wrong with the Wii U, is that it had this... You had to be still in the room with this console using it. See, I don't think so. that was necessarily a problem because that was never the intention to have it actually be portable. Um, the screen was partly gimmick and partly like, hey, if someone else wants to watch baseball, you can still play this just on a smaller screen. Which was a big draw for me because like me and my wife, your sister, uh, sharing a, a TV with, you know, it's kind of nice if I could like, hey, you can go watch your TV show. I'll put in the the headphones in and i'll play my game or watch netflix yeah but um with this it's actually kind of super speculative because um in 2013 uh satoru Iwata said that he decided to combine the handheld and the console divisions of the company into one so i'm wondering if this is supposed to be the su successor to the wii u and to the 3ds and um Go ahead. The, well, yeah, they all. They, they, there was that rumor going around that this was supposed to replace the the 3ds, but they've already shot that one down. I think recently. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm kind of really hoping they weren't. And like when they came out and said, "Yeah, no, this isn't gonna replace 
um the 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 3ds i'm like okay that's good yeah because i mean the 3ds is still very successful and it's like its own beast so i don't think they'll be making like a new new 3ds or anything anytime soon like i don't even know if they'll be making a new handheld but i think they'll be keeping the 3ds around for at least a couple more years Oh, I, I believe so too. And like, I hope they go a, a lot different when they do. Cause not that I don't love the 3DS, but the real, the progression of this has been like, you know, we went from the DS to a couple iterations of that and then they just made it 3D and a little larger. Yeah. Again, after that, it, I feel like this next time they need to separate themselves from the 3DS. Like they just separated themselves from the Wii U and the Wii. Yeah. Like, um, they did the new 3DS, but all they added was like some other, um, I can't think of the word, but like accessibility and, uh, another circle stick or circle pad. Yeah. But like when they had the Game Boy, it was like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, Game Boy Micro. And then they brought out the DS, which was the new thing. And now it's like DS, DS Lite, 3DS, 2DS, new 3DS. Um, if they do come out with a new handheld, it's probably time that they come out with something completely new. But I don't know yeah. if they would come out with a new handheld or just put all of their resources into the Switch. Because they did combine those two divisions yeah, I kind of, I kind of hope they they don't make the switch the new thing, the new thing. Just only, I eventually hope they do come up with a new handheld. You know, yeah. where I hope they don't go with it. Hmm. As much as I love VR and AR and I love it, I think it's too early for a Nintendo or any big gaming console to to delve into AR. Like Microsoft is having a hard enough time trying to get out their Hololens, let alone. Oh God, yeah. um, AR should be like left alone because we're still working on VR. Yeah. Though I wouldn't mind if they somehow did that with with the console with the console for Nintendo. Oh yeah. Considering PlayStation's already doing it. I mean, it could be the future. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Microsoft's not too far behind on doing it for uh, the Xbox. So. But with AR, you know, Nintendo actually kind of played around with the idea of AR with the 3DS when they had like the Face Raiders and the AR carts and stuff. I like, like I like that. Like I mean, it was primitive, but it's it's a start. Like, but I I think it's far away from them trying to do like something like Hololens, where you have like the goggles you're wearing and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think they should jump into that anytime soon. But with this whole um, if if they keep the 3ds around and then just slowly uh, drop support for it, and then they have the Switch as their main thing, they are starting to get into mobile. For all we know, they could make a phone, which I don't see them making that jump, but they are making apps. So, like, Mario Run is supposed to come out on iOS this uh, this winter. Do you know what that yeah, is? No, that, that, yeah, I've heard of it. I don't know too much about it, but um, I, yeah, I've heard that Nintendo is starting to delve into, into phone things, yeah. especially considering probably the success of... Uh, pokemon go which they had nothing to do with they're probably feeling it from that that they should have been a little more involved oh you know what well um i'll tell you what mario run is first because uh during one of the last apple presentations you know how they like to unveil something really big at the start and everyone cheers and stuff well they had nintendo and everyone like gasped and then cheered and then like Tim Cook came out and he's like, here's Shigeru Miyamoto. And they like brought him out and he was talking about it. And uh, the game itself is pretty much it auto runs to the right and you just tap to jump and you have some new special jumps and stuff. But pretty much you want to get as far as you can, as fast as you can and collect as many coins as possible. But it was kind of funny when he was talking about it because he's kind of talking about it like they would a normal video game like physical video game is like it's gonna be out before the holidays and we're gonna announce the pricing before then and i'm thinking like man you know releasing an app before the holidays doesn't mean anything right yeah no apps aren't like video games where that actually matters yeah so i don't know if they're actually fully on board like they know what they're doing 
I mean, I can hope, but I'm I'm hoping that they this is probably just going to be their feeling into apps like, hey, let's see how this this goes here. Because they did start their uh, little social media app, the Mitomo, and that actually did pretty well for them. Now, I mean, it wasn't like a huge rousing success, but it did pretty well. What I hope they don't do is that if this if they get really successful at apps like apps app games, yeah, I hope they don't be like, hey, let's just scrap all portable games, like let's just scrap the 3ds or any future handheld and just completely focus on. We'll see. That's what apps. I'm thinking could be a possibility, just because. If the idea of combining the handheld and the console division was to keep them from competing, so they would only put out one cohesive product, even if it has like portable capabilities, so you could use it as a handheld, them delving into mobile might be their way of expanding on handhelds and joining like the mobile phone market for apps and stuff to replace their current mo- mobile. Uh, market with the 3ds now here's my problem with that it, these these guys aren't like sony or like big um like in the sense like something like bungie and those kind of ga- games yeah like they're they're not they're they're more for like the casual gamer a lot of their games like hey let's oh, yeah. get our kids into it if you want to pl- if you want to play a game with someone who's not much of a gamer you don't pull out your ps4 you pull out your wii yeah right so the problem with doing it on your phone and doing getting right into doing games is you get into the same problem you have with PC. Can their uh, handheld, their phone, handle the game you're putting on them? And while most mobile app games are really simple so they can fit on, so either they're going to make the games all their games super simple and they're never going to be anywhere near the complexity of something like um, they ha- what they have Fire now, Emblem. like Pokemon and Fire Emblem, yeah. or... They're gonna they're gonna be specs and your phone's gonna have to match those specs and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna get pu- completely pu- push out casual gamers which is their main market. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I have the same issue with it too because, I mean, phones do get stronger and they can run more powerful things, but like or uh, power hungry games and stuff. But you you would not see another like link between worlds on like the ios anytime soon well yeah and then there's the whole memory thing with it as well yeah though 3ds games don't take too much but i guess it's enough to weigh down a phone on a phone yeah unless you have you have a 64 gig and it's like an android and you have you put an expandable sd card in there even then you're going to start running out of space eventually especially if you're a big gamer yeah yeah, it's it's just not good for the long term. It's it's gonna it's it would just fail for for them. I think if they yeah. did that, at the absolute least, them having mobile games though does help capture back some of the casual audience that they have lost, because I feel like there's separate separate like factions of casual, because there's the casual type person who will play Pokemon and Mario Bros on the Wii, but then there's also the casual person who plays nothing but Candy Saga or whatever on their iPhone. Because they're well, both yeah, considered like casual, but they are, and I think the big difference between those is you have the people who just don't say, "I don't see the point of me having a console, so I'll just play." On, I already have a phone, so I don't mind doing that, but I'm not going to go out and spend three hundred dollars on a console. Yeah. So that's how you get that split, I think, with the casual gamers is the people who don't want to go out and spend money on a console. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when apps are you know a dollar free. Um. And that's. But I think they would still lose the, those same guys if you put out like fifteen, twenty dollar games on 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 the iOS. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that with the Mario Run though, just because they haven't announced pricing. It makes me feel like they're gonna want like ten dollars for it when you know it's it's worth like a dollar. Yeah, and uh, I don't think they have a firm grasp on the market for that. Yeah. So I hope well, they they don't, they're only dipping their toes, not like hey, let's just put my whole foot in that water and see how it goes. We'll see yet. But um, you said something earlier about uh, Nintendo wishes or probably wished that they were more on board with the mobile after seeing how well Pokemon well- Go did. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting because very recently they... Uh, man, I really can't think of words right now. It's a chart and they showed it off on the corporate side, side of their site 
that shows that after Pokemon Go came out, both Pokemon games and 3DS sales more than doubled for July and August because of Pokemon Go. Oh, I know. Or at but least remember, there's that huge of... big thing where people mista- mistook the the stocks for Nintendo. They bought a whole bunch into it because they're like, "Oh, Pokemon Go was made by them." Oh wait, it wasn't. It was made by Nine Tech. Yeah. Well, uh, could you imagine if they had just set, you know decide, "Hey, instead of giving this off to Nine Tech, we'll just do it ourselves." And if it had just been just well, as popular, not only would they would have had the sales, the increased sales from all their other products after, like they're having now. But they also would have had the huge stock increase stay from when the app was released. Here's the thing, though. Um, Pokemon isn't like Nintendo's. Ninte- the Pokemon company is the company that makes all the games and the movies and the cards and everything. Nintendo only has a 30% stake in them. Oh, well, I know. So if the Pokemon but- company really wanted, they could say fuck you to Nintendo and just like start making them on Sony devices, which would be insane. I'm sure they have agreements to, like, not cause that. Even if they did, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think they would lose a whole bunch of people if they tried switching to over to Sony or even Microsoft. For- yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just not a thing that'll happen unless Nintendo dies, which just won't happen either. Like, I, I don't think, like, like any anybody who actually owns a, a Vita or ever owned a PSP would be like, oh my god, Pokemon? So... Yeah, I think if they're already playing Pokemon, they they like it being on a Game Boy or a DS, and they like the feel of it. I don't think the feel of like the, the screen size and the controller layout for a um, PSP is really that great for uh for for it. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a game you'd see on there. The games you expect on Vita are kind of like games you expect on PlayStation. You know? Yeah, I get it. It'd be, it'd be like if you suddenly decided to make a new um, Pokemon Stadium and it came out on PS4. Yeah, well, it'd be fucking weird. But, I mean, Nintendo still has that 30% um, ownership of the Pokemon company. And Niantic does have to pay the royalties and dues to to the Pokemon company. So, I mean, the people were still stupid for investing in... Nintendo thinking, oh man, Pokemon Go, it's making them so much money, thinking that Pokemon Go was a Nintendo game. But, I mean, Nintendo still reaped some of the rewards of that because the Pokemon company would have increased in value, and then also because of their own Pokemon games on their consoles started selling better. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how guys are in, in, in business. They, if you can make a few more dollars and you missed out on making that just a couple extra dollars, you kind of wish you probably had done it a little differently. Yeah. Though it would have been worse if they weren't making any money off Pokemon Go whatsoever. Like they didn't have that 30%. Yeah. I think they'd be like really kicking themselves. But luckily, they you're right. They do have that 30% ownership of the Pokemon company. So. Yeah. But I can almost guarantee you if Pokemon Go wasn't a thing on phones... Like, if they released it on the 3DS or the Wii U, there's no way in hell it would have had 30 to 40 millions, 40 million, like, units sold or used, and they wouldn't have made nearly as much money on it. Yeah. I, I will say uh, Niantic, Niantic, Niantic. Has, yeah, has done a good job, um, though I feel like they rushed the release a bit. Honestly, I think they've done a really shit job. They've had, like, nothing but problems. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm just thinking it, it could have been way worse, right? And can, I don't think they should have had as much problems as they did. No, no one but, expected it to have that much load on the servers or that many users. Yeah. But at the same time, um, considering what it could have been, it, it, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot better, too, but, like... Yeah. I think considering they once they got it out there and how they've been catching themselves every time there's a problem, they've been. I think there shouldn't have been a mistake, but they've been, they've been fixing their mistakes fairly quickly once they they catch yeah. on to them. Yeah, they could be like other games where it takes like weeks for them to find out that they and fix their problems. And I know, like probably the biggest thing other than you know overloaded servers was uh, with the nearby tracking system because that didn't work for like anyone. 
the few that it yeah, did no. for were super lucky but like and i know and they just scrapped it all together yeah and i know a lot of people were super angry that they got rid of it and i was pretty angry too but i mean it's a better solution than having it there and be broken because at least now they have something that does work and they can work back up to having a tracking system now that being said the one thing i am disappointed is they still don't have the trading oh no kidding i don't know oh, when the next to scrap their whole battle system why the whole that. battle system uh i i hate i can't like as far as like the tapping to to attack i get that but the having to swipe left and right to fucking dodge the attack still irks me off i i feel like they should have if they were because like their other game really doesn't have that that the same attack mechanic so if, if it had i would have been like oh this is why they did they just ported it from their their other game right but considering they had to make the, the attack mechanics, they should have just gone with turn-based, in, in all honesty, like the, the original Pokemon games. It would have been so much easier. It would have been less hassle. People wouldn't, wouldn't have been still having problems uh, figuring out how to dodge attacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have loved to have like the normal battle system because then it would feel a lot more like a real-life Pokemon game. But at the same time, I don't think the battle system they have right now is terrible. There's a lot more to learn as far as, like, um, delay times between attacks and, you know, loading up the uh, your special attacks and in-between and all that stuff. But That delay is also another reason why I think they should have done the turn base, because that delay is what's, what makes their little swiping left and right an issue. And we might be talking like, about different delay, but I think I know what you're talking about. You know, like... Like when you, you you try swiping left and even though you swiped and it looks like you you dodged on on your screen it oh just yeah. uh, it, it it still hits you I'm like that's an issue and if if yeah. there's a connection issue and it's lagging and that's the your main mechanic of your 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 combat system it should just you should just go to something that works well with delays which would be turn based. Yeah, they attacks. they do need to fix that, but uh, the del the delay I was talking about was more of the nuances of the system, where like in between attacks. So if you do, if you're using uh like a Psyduck or a Gold Duck, he has a really slow attack. So once you tap, he's going to attack, and it's going to take like three seconds. And when he's bringing his hand back up from the attack, you have like another. 0.3 seconds or whatever before you can do the next attack but if you were using a vaporeon which is much faster the delay is much less between attacks now while we've got we say we kind of went into pokemon go here is there anything else you want to mention about uh um the, the switch oh god yes because <laughs> <laughs> um, like the big thing that i'm looking at is the the controller use like how you can use it for multiplayer, take it with you, pull it out from away from the yeah. thing and use it. And then they have that extra controller that, that you see uh, when he's playing Skyrim in the, yeah. in the, in the commercial, yeah. which Skyrim on, on a Nintendo is still kind of weird for me. And, and it's, uh, it's completely confirmed that Skyrim remastered. So it's, it's just, it, it's not a port of a five-year-old game. Um, which, you know, I wouldn't care if it was, but like, yeah. yeah, the fact that it's remastered is just a little bit better. Yeah, well, that means it's staying on par with the other consoles as far as their releases go, because it'd be really weird for them to port a five-year-old game. Now, the the one moment I want to completely talk about for uh, for the multiplayer and the controller use is that uh, the the scene with the basketball court at uh, one fifty-seven, and then when they at near the end where they have the um, the tournament. Okay. Where they were all playing the game, and it seems like that the, their consoles are connected. Now, um, I'm wondering how that is, and I know um, uh, Scufflewick brought this up uh, last time. But how is that working? Is it working through Wi-Fi? Is it working through ad hoc Bluetooth? How are these things connecting uh, when they're just out in the middle of a basketball field? Okay, so um, with the basketball one, I think it would be something similar to like. Maybe not infrared, but you know how you can have two Android phones and you just kind of hover them above each other and they transfer information between the two so you get each other's contact information? I think it would have to be something like that, or it could be like a tethered uh, Wi-Fi hotspot type thing. 
because yeah. I, I, there's no way these things are going to use data. Because in the situations oh, that they've brought forth, like when they're doing basketball, they're playing two people to a tablet, and then the tablets are connected to each other within like a foot of each other. And then at the end during the tournament, um, when they're in their own rooms and stuff, they're each using their own tablets, and those are connected to each other within like a foot of each other. Yeah, and w- which is what I'm hoping. I'm really hoping they're not showing us this out in the middle of the field. And it turns out, oh, you need to be connected to Wi-Fi. Yeah, I highly doubt that unless they do somehow implement like online play. So let's say I'm playing against you in Mario Kart 9 and I'm at home and you're, you know, in the city away from me. Like if we were doing online like that, I imagine they'd have to do Wi-Fi. But I don't think there's anywhere in this trailer where they show someone in that kind of situation the people are always within a few feet of each other yeah and that's what i mean like i'm really hoping this is accurate from what we're seeing what they're showing us is how it works and we can surmise from that that it must be something to do with them being close to each other and like ad hocking it or bluetoothing it or tethering it somehow because otherwise if they show me this and it turns out i need to be near a wi-fi hotspot, i am going to be so disappointed yeah, I'm almost more than positive that we can make this assumption that it's going to be some sort of connection technology where you have to be within a certain distance of someone and it doesn't require you to have a Wi-Fi connection to the internet or like a data connection to a service provider. Um, back at 104 and 103 um, when they're on the plane, Yeah, uh, this guy brings out a kickstand. And I, I actually listened to a to a uh, interview with one of the actors of uh, of this commercial, and they talked yeah. about it then too. Because if you watch it, he brings it out, he puts it down, and when he plugs in the headphone jack, you can kind of see the whole console just kind of like compress a little bit and then come back up. So like when he puts pressure on it, and it makes me wonder this. about how how strong this kickstand is. Because I have this feeling that, you know, there's going to be a lot of issues with it breaking or people putting too much pressure on it and then, like, their console collapsing or something like that. Yeah, and, and for anybody listening, I'm looking at the, looking at the stand, and I and considering the use, I do not think they intend you to be putting any sort of pressure or touching the screen or anything while you have that kickstand out. I really think it's meant for you to put the, the, the screen in front of you and have the controllers and be not touching the, the the thing that that's on the kickstand I, i'm pretty sure too but just like even putting in his headphone jack made it oh. look like it was weak and it, and that may just be because it's on a single side of it like if it had a kickstand on each side you know that would definitely increase the uh like structure structural integrity of it i guess well <laughs> but let's be honest with the way people are and not calling everybody Dumb, but there's always that one person who, no matter how strong they make this console, will find a way to break that kickstand. Of course, of course. They, we, they can make this stuff out of antimantium from the Marvel comic book series. Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to be indestructible, and somebody, some random idiot, is going to find a way to break it. <laughs> yeah. Um, during that interview, though, um, they asked pretty much the same question. And what the actor was saying is that the people who had to use the kickstand were so worried about breaking it, not necessarily because it was weak or anything, but because it was a brand new product and they were trying to be gentle with it. So they would bring it out like halfway and try and stand it up. And then, of course, it would just fall over. So what he said is when you when you put out the kickstand, when it reaches its full length, it will click in place. So there's like a click lock. Um, so, you know, I, and with people looking at this and worrying and am worrying about whether this, this kick, kickstand will break, r- realize that this thing comes out, what, March? Yeah, March 2017. They have so much time to fix that. Yeah. And, like, it might just be a, a, as easy as replacing the material, not even changing the shape of it, just replacing the material the kickstand itself is made out of. But, I mean... I'm sure it'll be fine. They're probably not going to change anything of it, but like, it's just something that I noticed is when you put it in the headphone jack, it kind of compresses a little bit. 
Um, during that same scene, I mean, I mean, it's it should be noted that he's playing Skyrim Remastered, and then he's also playing with the controllers from the side of the tablet disconnected while it's away from the, from the base dock. Oh, so ooh, you, you can play the- with all uh, controller configurations regardless of if you're in tablet mode or if you're connected to a TV. Which is nice. Yeah. Now, a side note, t- talking about the trailer, we have this meme that um, has come out of it, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the anti-social Karen. Oh, God, I love that. Actually, I absolutely hate it because of uh, what it stands for, but... Oh, God. Like, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at an article right now, and I'll send you the link for it, but, like, her face... When she's leaning in, yeah. it's so creepy. I know, like, I know. I, I, like, I, I feel sorry for the actor. She must be going back and like looking at this and being like, what was I thinking making that face? Yeah. What were the directors thinking letting <laughs> me make this face? <laughs> oh, God, you just sent me a picture. Nice. Like, look at it. Yeah. She has to go back and look at this and be like, who who okayed this? Like, seriously, if I was the director looking at this and, and this girl made this face to be like, okay, go back. We need to redo it. Just make a slightly less like w- intensely concentrating on this game. Like everybody else has disappeared behind you. At least in her defense, <laughs> this is a still screenshot and she doesn't look like that the whole time because you can make anyone look horrid with still screenshots. Oh, I know. But you watch the trailer and she makes that uh, uh, similar awkward faces uh, in a couple of the parts. So, even when she's waving, she kind of looks like this, like, when they're, you know, like when they're trying to make a character in a movie kind of seem antisocial, and, but eager to be with people? She waves like that when she sees the people across the street. Well, I mean, they probably did that on purpose, but, um. Maybe took it a little too far? Maybe. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, she's, like, biting her lip, and then she goes into smiling. So, I mean, it's just a freeze frame, man. I, I know, but, like, yeah, I guess. It, and you know what? It doesn't matter what Nintendo does. Somebody's going to pull it apart and make fun of something. Of course. It's just I wish they wouldn't have thrown them that bone, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'm still working through this thing. So I'm at a minute and 30 seconds. Um, in this one, it pretty much shows that you can uh, take this thing and put it into the dock with the controllers on and then use a pro controller to play. And I think that's very important for a lot of people because they see the uh, the controllers on the side of the tablet and they start thinking of like a Wii mode and nunchuck. And then they just immediately are like, oh man, I, I cannot do like a first person shooter with that. I cannot have precision with that. Which was the issue with the Wii? When I don't know if you remember trying to play like Call of Duty Three, yeah. um, on the Wii, but I rented it and because I was kind of like saying I had both consoles at the time when it when it was released, both PS Three and Wii, yeah, I, and Xbox Three Sixty, and I'm sitting there going, okay, so I'll rent it on because there seems to be slightly different on between the, the PS Three Xbox and then. The Wii, so I rented PS3 and then the the Wii version, and honestly, in my opinion, comparatively, uh, the Wii was almost uh, unplayable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very different, but um, they have had pro controllers ever since the Wii. So there was one for the Wii and for the Wii U, and that was oh, kind yeah. of their answer to that. Because you need it, otherwise, it's useless. Yeah, but I mean, that's also a perspective thing, because obviously someone who's, like, hardcore to to any first-person shooter wouldn't play it with motion controls, but with motion controls, I found it to be very playable and actually kind of intuitive, where you point directly at whatever you're shooting at. Yeah, but I always found issues with that, and, you know, I'm a bit of a... I like... first-person shooters i'm a i'm a sniper i sit back i using the motion controls it was they weren't as accurate as they could have been so it made yeah. it kind of hard to do a long shot yeah well, so it, it was as far i get what you're saying if, as far as perspective yeah for somebody like me it might have been useless yeah like it it's definitely wasn't 
made in a way that you should be playing it. Like, you probably should have got it on the PS3 or Xbox 360 anyways. Yeah. And but, I did. But I just wanted to see because... Pro controllers, so if you need that analog, they They didn't that. at the time, so, so I was glad that they, they eventually did. And so I'm glad that they're showing it in the trailer. Let the, yeah, hey, we have these Pro controllers. Don't worry, we got you covered. I'm actually looking up right now when the Wii Pro controller came out because... Uh, they had it for quite a while because the original intention was for the um, the uh, the virtual console, so you could play like the N sixty four games and stuff where you needed the analog stick and you know A B X Y or whatever for the C buttons. But um, I mean, much later on, like I got GoldenEye 007 remastered or remake or whatever, and it came with a different pro controller that had more of an ergonomic grip and whatnot but i think they've they pretty much had the classic controller since it was released well they had that uh what do you call it it almost looked like the original uh nes controller or the super super nes um hold on i'm gonna send you a link with a picture of the uh the original one they originally called it the classic controller go down here Click on that. and then after the classic controller they got the uh, pro controller which was the same thing but with an ergonomic grip yeah you see this is what i remember being out when when i when i first got the, the wii and remember this is like 2006 yeah um and sooner actually considering i when call of duty 3 came out it was 2006 but the wii u is the wii was already out at the time yeah so, okay. uh, this controller, this, this one you sent me the link for, I tried, a friend had it and I tried using it and honestly, I did not like it. It's not the shape. I just, I don't know whether he had mucked with it or something or if that's uh. just how it was, but it was, it was bad yeah. and it was almost just easier to turn the nunchuck sideways and play. <laughs> so I never liked these and I think it might, my experience with it might've been colored by whatever my friend did to his controller or if he just got a really shitty one. Okay. Well, I mean, the classic controller is what it is, but when the Pro c Controller came out, it was pretty much the classic controller with ergonomic grip. But with the Wii U Pro Controller, is they took that one with the ergonomic grip, and then they, I don't know, they pretty much fixed it to make it a lot more um, comfortable in your hands. And it felt almost like a 360 controller. And I think the one that they're having for the Switch now is kind of just a continuation of that, making it feel really comfortable and it looks like they even switched where the uh, second analog stick is so now like one's higher than the other one so it's even more like a 360 controller and i did and that. you know i i like i look at the the the, the, the um pro controller yeah. and honestly i have as far as controller design goes and i i know it's a weird thing to nitpick about but i have more respect for wii's and we use a uh, pro controller than i have for xbox 360 and xbox one's uh controller design really why is that well because you look okay go take a look at the xbox 360 uh, the xbox controller right okay i have one nearby yeah and you see how and clunky that thing is the original one and like, the, 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 hold on the original no xbox or the 360 the original xbox oh because i'm talking about the 360 man oh, yeah yeah i'm talking about the xbox the duke. You look at that the duke or yeah. the small the huge one even okay, the, the small Duke. one doesn't matter it's the same it's the same issue okay is you have these black and white buns you have the this l weird layout to the, the controls other than the the colored buns there yeah and then afterwards like this the one big complaint people had about the xbox was this shitty ass controller right yeah now i'm not i'm not making a comparison to ps2 and xbox 360 that'd be like trying to make a comparison between the ps3 and the ps4 yeah it, they, they were years apart i don't know why anybody ever tried to make a comparison to say which one was a better console i know you're trying to compare a really old console to a brand new console it didn't make sense yeah. but the one thing people always uh said and this is especially some of my friends that the, what they did like about the ps2 and they compared the two because i was the only one who had a playstation 2 Okay. Was the 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 fact the controller was better, right? The layout of the controller is better. I and honestly, Sony has got the layout of a controller down pat. That is that is a a decent design for a controller. 
Now see. you head over to the Xbox 360, and it's other than they switched the the joystick and the D-pad around, it's almost the exact same layout as the PlayStation. Almost even the, the they had almost the exact same dimensions, except they made made it kind of more curvy. Than, well, see, than, I can't the, I can't agree with that at all because. They had the Duke, which was the really big original Xbox controller, and then they made the small. And then the 360 controller is just a continuation of the small because it's a lot closer to the small than it is to a PS, like any of the DualShock controllers. Like it, it's it, it's very different, and yeah, the the analog sticks are in different places, but they had their own reasonings for that. The kind of felt like with, to me with the dimensions, and I, I see. I, I'm not the only person to think think this when it when the when the consoles came out, when it came out that there was a similarity between the DualShock uh, PlayStation controllers, which have been out for years, and the Xbox 360. Is there's there's some shape similarities that that kind of weren't on the, the small or on the Duke even too, other than the triggers. But the big thing for a lot of people was that they added these triggers that were almost identical. To Sony's triggers. See, they had the and triggers the, on the small too, though. Yeah. And the triggers know, on the it, small were actually the same as the triggers on the 360, yeah. whereas the uh, the PlayStation controllers were more of a bumper, because it's kind of like what a full I, rectangle where the trigger well, is like a really slim rectangle. And where I and I know you, I get what you're getting at. And I think it's a, just it's small nitpicks on similarities, right? And it just felt like a little betrayal. I've always been a bit of a Sony boy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, with the Xbox One, they have got gone slightly closer to their original design. If you were to put the PS uh, the PS4's controller side by side with the Xbox One, um, as far as shape and dimensions go, there is almost no similarities um, with that. And actually, if you put them up against uh, the original Duke and the small, it seems like the dimensions are a lot the same there and by what i mean is look at the angles of the 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 grips yeah there's uh sony's even though there is a bit of an angle it's always been almost like the 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 grips have always been at almost of a 90 degree angle right and whereas the originals for uh the xbox were almost at this kind of like not 45 but they were at these angles almost if you continued them up it almost be like a triangle shape okay right and yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is you look at the the the, the first Xbox 360s, and they almost had that same 90 degree feel to it as well. Yeah, you kind of lost me, but um, let's just get back oh, to the Switch though. I got a, <laughs> sorry. I've, I've got a really a... good freeze frame at one minute and 23 seconds of the Pro Controller. Ooh. So Which one was that? it? One minute and one 23 minute. seconds. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Oh, I got the con- the the con- and that's the controller right there. Yep. So. It looks very much like an Xbox 360 controller. Um, I think a few things that we can take away from this is that compared to the Pro controllers that they used to have, they made it so their analog sticks are staggered, like one's higher than the other. Um, the, like, where your fingers wrap around, that looks like a much different material, more rubbery, so that should be, a, like, grip, I hope. And in the center of the controller, you can see four buttons. And I'm not... I'm really wondering what those buttons are for. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. I'm just, like, leaning into look, so hold on. You know what I can say? I'm glad they didn't go. The direction they didn't go with the design for this is the fact that they didn't go to try to completely go completely innovative, like something like um, Steam did with their Steam controller, where it almost feels like you're, like, looking... like touching nipples <laughs> uh, i haven't seen it man but that sounds great i mean who doesn't like touching nipples and you know <laughs> i wonder if they're going to do something similar to a <laughs> xbox one where you can do maybe uh customizable colors and like and or like where uh sony has where you can buy multiple like i hope it's just not black and white like i'd really like if i could get like a a, a yellow one of these or something like that or a red yeah i know a lot of third-party companies have had their own controllers uh like the wii u pro controllers where it's in different colors or different face plates and stuff oh, nintendo which is one thing nintendo's mostly stuck to black and white but if if we know anything from the wii pro controller is that um they sold it in black 
and maybe white. I don't remember there being a white one. But they sold it in black. There was a gold special edition that came with 007. Uh, in Europe, there was a red one. And I mean, that's all I can think of. But they did have different colors for it. So, I mean, if it's successful, they will probably expand upon this. Because, I know, I think they should take... Like, it seems to be working for uh, Xbox, and it seems to be working for PlayStation. Yeah. With these, the ability to have multiple colors. I, 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 and Considering how bright and vibrant a lot of uh, Nintendo games and all their other advertising, I'm always surprised that they haven't had this as their own thing, whereas they we've always had to rely on third-party controllers. You know, I'm actually... Uh, controllers. In, in general, I'm actually crazy surprised that this console and its... A- like the controllers they've been showing and stuff are the stark gray and black because they've always had much brighter things. Like the GameCube had multiple colors. Their handhelds have had multiple colors. The Wii came in a very bright white. The Wii U came in a bright white or even like a shiny black, but this is very matte. The switch. It kind of reminds me of an N64 as far as that goes. Yeah. The color black, at least. Because then Cause 64 was a, very... was a dark gray. But they also had like 12. No, I don't remember how many, but they had a bunch of different variants yeah. on the N64 for colors. And their yeah, they did, but too. it was always that. Uh, it, it's a matte color, which was the similarity I was getting at. It's that yeah. matte. Yeah, the original N64 had that matte gray black. Which was nice. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it, I was a big step away from the, the gray they had before yeah and the beige that is now very very yellow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is uh i know it's surprising i think my my nest at my parents place is still um gray yeah see the whole thing is just oxidation so it depended on the batch because um the pbc they used sorry pvc polyvinyl chloride um, they had a bromine or bromide, I can't remember which, but it's a fire retardant in the plastic. And over time, it oxidizes and turns yellow. So yeah. it depends which... if there was too much or too little of it or just right, depending how much is in there, is how yellow your system will be. And also the uh, the environment that your system's been exposed to will increase or decrease the rate of oxidization and whatnot, so... Well, being in a closet only being brought out for me to play every once in a while. Yeah, so, I mean, it it should be mostly gray. Um, It's kind of funny, though, with Super Nintendos, because they had three main uh, pieces of plastic in that uh, beige, white, whatever. So, if they came from different batches, you might have a Super NES with a really yellow front plate and a really yellow, like, base, but the top will be, like, stark white still. (laughs) And you can actually now, notice that on some GameCubes, the front plate where you put in your uh, controllers and the memory cards are turning yellow too. Same deal. Now I have a question for you. Now switching back to the the, the well, switch. Switching back to the switch. Switch <laughs> to the switch. Yeah. How do you feel about them making this this big jump to uh, suggesting this could be used for uh, competitive gaming? Um. I mean, I think it's all a context thing because during E3, they have had, they had that giant thing with the Smash tournament. Like, this is something that already exists where people play Splatoon competitively, they play Smash Bros. competitively. It's just, I don't know, maybe they're planning something. Well, that's what I mean. Like, uh, everybody knows there's already competitive games for Nintendo, but I, I don't know what, I wonder what they're purpose because everything in these these commercials like especially something like this which we consider more of a teaser i i would say is is very purposeful so they're showing us this are they like trying to tell us we're trying to lean towards making this more competitive we're making a competitive console not something that you can you you guys just use as competitive but something that is is like competitive competitive with the other consoles on the market no, like as in used, or just as something that's used in competitive play for like oh well, yeah tournaments. Like it's like it's almost like purposely built for that. Like because like whereas other consoles they don't advertise that, but we end up using them for that. That's one thing. It's not as purpose built yeah. for it. But I wonder if they're saying here 
this is only we've always kind of almost built this purposely to be used as a competitive game um, gaming console i don't think so i think it's still very much context because they are playing splatoon when they're at that giant uh tournament i guess because um they do do that for splatoon but if if they were showing off other games or if there was a new game or if for whatever reason they had like league of legends on it and they did this i would consider that as marketing it as a console for competitive play but as is i think they're just showing that this is a thing that they can do and it's a thing they can do with a game that they already do it with well, yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering what the purpose of the because like there's a lot of competitive games on PCs, there's a lot of competitive games on PS4 and Xbox, but you don't you don't exactly see them on their trailers when they were coming saying here here's a, we also do competitive we it, we don't they didn't have that in their trailers they're like yeah here's a competition with our consoles, right? We didn't see that in trailers for Xbox One or P- PlayStation Four. Yeah. So being as this is like anything you do like this, like a video like this is it's very purposeful. I'm wanting to know why, what's your intention like with putting it in there? I don't know. I, I just feel like the few biggest things about the whole uh, competition uh, tournament scene is one, you can play with other people on your own console in the same room Two. Splatoon 2 is a thing, and I mean, they're probably going to have a tournament for it. And three, a giant audience cheering because they really want to, like, make people excited for the uh, the Switch. Do you know what it, it is nice that they, they show us on that? Hmm. So not only can you play in groups as, as a team, right, yeah. and play, like, competitively between each other in a small group, but then you can obviously uh, group together your, your uh, Switches together as a team. Yeah. And then be in this, and get into an even bigger group where you have a teams versus teams. Yeah. With the consoles, which I that might be what the, their intention of why they were showing it. I mean, it's essentially like online play, except everyone gets their own console. And it's which is so nice to bring with you. But that also brings up the question: How is that being done now? At this point, is it like when you had the two guys in the ba- in the basketball court where they're all just close enough together? that they can combine or is it is when they in this large enough group is some of it through a wi-fi connection um well if you think of actual tournaments like smash bros tournaments and stuff they they play on the same console um and they're wired to the same console in this they have their own consoles so i would assume it's more of like a lan type thing where you would be connected to each other through whatever um, whatever they were using in the basketball court and everywhere else. Now, not to cut us uh, but, short here, but yeah, uh, well, we should start ending up. We're pushing on a uh, uh, an hour, hour, and yeah. my my wife is looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just got a couple more points to reach. Then we'll get through them quick. But um, I mean, at this tournament, they put their consoles in, like the tablet into the base. For all we know, those bases are hooked to each other, or those bases are hooked to an online connection. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, her biggest complaint was when you have two people together playing multiplayer on the same tablet, that screen's going to be really small for two players. And I see her point in that, but I also kind of countered it with, that isn't the main purpose of it. Like, it's a console that has portable capabilities. It's not a portable. That's a console. Yeah. So like, which it then then we can just assume that when it's docked, it, you can still do that same thing you saw the, them do, playing multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think many people would be playing NBA Two K Seventeen together on the same like little tablet screen. Like, no. I know they showed it off, but it's probably a thing that just isn't going to happen. It's not. And but though at the same time, that's more because of a, a, a. I think currently right now, that's how things are. You have uh, um, people getting too used to very large screens. I can remember playing on a screen that wasn't much bigger than what they're showing for, for the Switch when I was playing my NES. Yeah, I mean so. it's almost funny because um, 
my friend who plays Destiny, he's ta- he's has friends who are like competitive Destiny players, and they all play on really small screens. And they tell him that he should play on a small screen because it uh it like just drastically reduces lag caused by like just like drawing the image onto the screen because it's a much smaller screen. It can do it much quicker. But um, I don't know. yeah. So. I mean, they're showing it, but I don't think people are going to do multiplayer on the same tablet. Uh, the other thing with that is those the like controllers that come off the side of the tablet, they're really small. Yeah. I, I don't see that being very comfortable unless they made it really ergonomic somehow. Now, what I do see people doing is them using their own their own and putting them back to back like it. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I could see that definitely being a thing if this sells well. Um, I don't, I don't think people won't do that if I can bring, but the the next thing is battery life. Yeah. So I was talking with a buddy about this earlier and we're pretty sure that this is running on an NVIDIA Tegra, like a custom chip or a custom version of it. And so if you look at the NVIDIA shield tablet, which uses the Tegra, it's on optimized settings, it's two hours and if you do battery saving settings, it's about four hours. And um, I saw an article, so take this with a complete grain of salt. Uh, someone who has reported on Wii, uh, Wii U stuff um, before it was released and who has been accurate on it said that uh, it was going to be about three hours. I think that's believable, considering, uh, I don't know how much experience you have with um uh laptops and gaming on them yeah you generally you get two three hours yeah but um so i take that article and i wish i remembered where it was but i take it with a grain of salt but i do agree with the conclusion about three hours my guess is four because the screen itself has its own battery and then the controllers each have their own batteries so that's three batteries so this the battery that's con- uh, powering the screen and the CPU and everything in the tablet is not powering the controllers too. So that saves a little bit compared to like the Wii U where the gamepad has a giant energy drain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, go ahead. Y- your final point? I- I've got two. Okay, uh, let's go. One had to do with that Tegra. Um, with the NVIDIA Shield, they've been comparing it to like 360 and ps3 graphics which i think is just absolutely fine for nintendo because they've never tried to push the boundaries of graphics really like no i mean if we're getting the skyrim remaster and it's at ps3 levels i mean just because the graphics aren't much greater like maybe the draw distances and stuff would be greater and the fact is Which you could nice. still play a third-party game on this console. And they really wanted to push that they have third-party support, especially by releasing that giant list of uh, companies that are giving them support right now. Which is nice to have third-party support for games. Uh, I, I, I know people were worried about that originally with the Xbox One. So Yeah. And then my last point on the Pro Controller... They have their like standard D-pad. It looks a little bit more curved than usual, but it's their standard D-pad. On the little controllers that attach to the tablet, they replaced it with four buttons. And they mostly did that so if you're playing two-player on the tablet, they can use those four buttons as like A, B, X, Y. But it really pisses me off because Nintendo had the absolute best D-pad and like it's, uh, it's copyright or whatever. Uh, finally wore off back in like 2010 so i was worried the other companies were going to immediately copy it and they didn't uh the xbox one got a little bit closer but they didn't exactly copy it but it was really sad to see nintendo not using their original d-pad for the tablet controllers but it'd be it's not it's not the end of the world though either yeah it's definitely not a deal breaker it's just i really like that d-pad and you know, I wouldn't surprise me if eventually they're like, "Hey, we'll come." Third parties will come out with like controllers for the side of your your Switch. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost bound to happen. 
And people are already talking about God. Could you imagine if they came out with custom slide-ins for certain games? Yeah, right. kind of like how so. they had all their stupid accessories for the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine so one I, that has like a fishing reel where you like wind it up for a fishing game? Okay, that's happening. I, I'm not even joking. That that I I don't I I don't they don't even have to wait for the press release. That same uh, gaming company that comes out with all the fishing and hunting games will come out with that for for the Wii okay. or for the Switch because they have come out for, with it for. The Wii, Everything. I'm pretty sure the PS3 had one. The, the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's going to happen. They've been pretty consistent. Yeah. I'm ready for it. It would actually surprise me if they if they didn't. Yeah. Could you just imagine, they just like, guys, you know, this time, this time, no. Yeah. No, we'll wait until the next generation. We'll skip a generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might. I mean, it's, it's pretty thin controllers. Like, I hope they Next made them know. ergonomic. Like, there's some bumps on the back. You can't really tell from the angles they use. Although you could imagine the business practices saying, hey, we'll wait five or six years more before we come out with another, you know, a full decade. Yeah. You know, the thing we, and it, with the things we originally made them for, our last version for have been not sold anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have any finishing thoughts on the Nintendo Switch? Oh, no. I think we thoroughly talked about that. Yeah, I think I got to everything I wanted to talk about. Um, the only thing I could see myself ever bringing up is if there's any more press releases by the to- next time we record a podcast. Yeah, I'd like to speculate on price, but I'll wait until they uh, oh. they actually start talking about their specs and what's in it and we whatnot. We, can, we can guarantee it's going to be more than $300 and it's, it can be less than 600 Yeah, well... Nintendo's smart. They're not going to price themselves out of the market. They're going to make make it affordable for people. They're probably not going to compete directly with like the iPad and stuff where that costs like $700 Canadian. But like I don't know. I don't see it being too expensive. They're smarter than that. No, I'm going to go cuz your sister's messing with scissors and I'm afraid. Okay. Farewell. <laughs> Thanks to anyone who listens to this for sticking oh, yes, around for you. an hour of us rambling. And, and thank you to anybody who actually has shown up this early in our podcast series to actually listen or has come back to a, pre- a previous podcast to listen from the beginning. Yeah. You are a poor bastard for actually bothering. We heart you future fans. <laughs> uh, I'll see you another day, uh, Bucks. Yeah, I'll see you later, Distinct. Um, Bye. I'm stopping the recording right now. I am stopping it right now, too.